Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. Wrap up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Curry off the screen by Looney finds Draymond. Draymond back to Curry. Curry left side. Dribbling on Bledsoe. Bledsoe falls down as Curry made him. Little ankle breaker with a three. 69-56, 36 seconds into the second half. Yeah, Steph was cooking tonight to the tune of 41 points. Drops Eric Bledsoe there. He also hit a three over Zion. Just another ho-hum. 41-point effort for Stephen Curry as the Warriors pick up a much-needed wire-to-wire victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. Jumped out to a big lead, 39-21. Really purposeful on both sides tonight, Ryan Covey, from the jump. And and they kind of forced the Pelicans into being flat out not ready for prime time. Kind of a gutless effort for the Pelicans, but I don't even care about that. The Warriors took it to them and basically made them cave in the first six, eight, ten minutes of the ball game. Yeah, terrific start to this game tonight, J.D., and that's what you and I talked about on Warriors pregame live, uh, coming out with that intensity. You figured the Pelicans were going to play a much more desperate brand of basketball, but this just kind of sums up who the Pelicans have been this year. In a lot of ways, this is a microcosm of both of these teams' season, right? I mean, when you would expect the Pelicans to show up, they don't, and when you would expect the Warriors maybe to struggle because they face some adversity, they play well, particularly against lower-tier opposition, and I think the Pelicans certainly fall into that category. There's talent there, but that's not a complete basketball team, and I was really impressed with the Warriors' effort defensively uh, in the first half, J.D., and you knew the Pelicans would make a couple of runs, but the Warriors had the answers every time. I got a little nervous when it got down to six, but I just felt like at some point the Warriors could flip that defensive switch, get some stops, and those shots were going to start falling, and, and they did. And I mean, this was this was as, as comprehensive of a win as you can get on the road in the NBA when you're as thin as the Warriors are right now. This is a really good team win tonight. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors wrap-up, John Dickinson, Ryan Covey here for the next uh, hour plus, and then we'll have the final word, which is going to get you all the way until 10 o'clock tonight. You know how we roll each and every night here on 95.7 The Game. So uh, we mentioned the purpose at the beginning of the game on both ends. Uh, it, really, it's also a game where the Warriors 
three best players showed up and showed out in a big-time way. Mentioned the 41 from Steph Curry, eight more three-pointers for Steph. Draymond Green, a triple-double as he joins a list of now nine players in the NBA who have five or more triple-doubles on the season. And then Andrew Wiggins as well, 26 points for Wiggins. It was an efficient uh, 26 on 10 of 19 and 10 big points at the beginning of the fourth quarter when the Warriors didn't have Steph and didn't have Draymond out there. And you know, there were a couple of points that you mentioned in this game where it felt like it was kind of hanging. Pelicans maybe could could make a run to make it a game. Wiggins in the fourth quarter really allowed the Warriors to, to kind of cruise because of those buckets he got when he was the guy on the floor that had to get him. How often do we talk about that tonight Wiggins delivered? Yeah, you're right about that, J.D. Early in the fourth quarter, um, you know, with, with Steph and Dre resting, Steph was, you know, in, in some low-key foul trouble as well. And, and, you know, we'd already seen that stretch in the second quarter, you know, when Steph was resting where the Warriors had got off to a bit of a slow start and, you know, the Pelicans had picked up a little momentum. I think it was maybe a 6 or an 8-0 run early in that second quarter where he thought, uh-oh, is this where the Pelicans make their run? And, and Wiggins was just, he was doing it, man, breaking down guys off the dribble, finishing with some authority. He was terrific on both ends of the floor. And if you think about it, you know, we're, we're wondering, uh, you know, leading up to the game, we're an hour out from tip-off whether or not Andrew Wiggins is even going to play as he was questionable. Not only did he play, he played terrific. And that's the kind of thing we, we look for from Wiggins, which is when Steph is off the floor, you're the dude. You are the number two scoring option for the Warriors. He had it in the field goal attempts, 19. I wouldn't even have had a problem with Wiggins taking a few more shots tonight. But um, when when they needed him to deliver, he did. He was really good on both ends of the floor tonight. So, you know, it's, it's an important game, J.D., and what do you know? Steph Curry pops off for 41. You get 26 from Wiggins. You get a triple-double from Draymond. Like, that's that's the recipe right there. And then, I, you know, I know we'll talk about the bench as well. There were some, a couple of really nice performances off the bench. But that's what you find in a team win. And when the team's shorthanded like this, everybody got to band together. Everybody's got to do their job, and they did it tonight. Yeah, and Draymond tonight, uh, just both ends tonight was the engaged I think Tim Kawakami uh, jokingly on Twitter called him play in Draymond. Forget about playoff Draymond, but play in Draymond. Uh, I know Draymond probably would, would kind of laugh at that, but uh, I, I think you know he was terrific defensively against Zion Williamson. We talked in the pregame about the matchup there uh, and, and how he could be a handful. He, he just did a, an unbelievable job. The Warriors just had – the Pelicans off kilter. They only made five three-pointers and 25 attempts, but a lot of the lob game that you see from the Pelicans, the Warriors were able to snuff that out. The Pelicans, sloppy turnovers uh, at different points of this game. Uh, 17 turnovers to 29 points uh, for the Warriors in this one, and a lot of that early. But uh, we talk a lot about Draymond. When Draymond decides that that he wants to, he wants to you know, bring it, uh, Draymond can still bring it, and, and he did that tonight. And I think Draymond, above everyone, was probably the, the, the greatest tone setter because he impacts the Warriors on both sides of the ball like no other player they have. Yeah, I mean, look, 15 dimes, 13 boards, uh, a couple of blocks, three steals. This was just vintage Draymond tonight. And, yeah, I, I like play in Draymond because, you know, in a lot of ways, this was the game to ensure that you're going to be a play-in tournament team. Uh, and, 
you know, I know that mathematically the Pelicans are still alive, but they still got to go to play the Sixers on the road. Like they've got some tough road games, not to mention they got to deal with the dubs two more times. So uh, this was their season tonight and, and they no showed him. And you called it. You texted me early in the game. J.D. said Pelicans no showing tonight. And you were absolutely right. And, and you know, look. When the, with the Warriors being this shorthanded and, you know, let's face it, Pelicans got some talent, right? I mean, you know, we know Ingram, he's he's a terrific player. Ball really struggled to shoot the rock tonight, um, but he's had a, a really nice season. Bledsoe's had a good year. He struggled tonight, but Zion is that point forward. That you knew they were going to have their moments in this game where, you know, the Warriors might struggle to hit some shots and they were going to go on a run with the Pelicans. But every time they got close and, and, you know, maybe threatened to go on a more substantiated run, uh, the Warriors had the answer every time. And, you know, like I said, got to six, but the Warriors pushed that, you know, right back. It was 13 again before you knew it. And that's when I was like, okay, I, th I think they're going to be all right. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, Draymond, though, certainly set the tone tonight. And, hey, look, we're getting towards that time of year, right, J.D.? I mean, you know, if these games don't matter, like, well, then <laughs> pretty soon you're not going to be playing games at all. So make sure that these games matter so you can play some games that really matter. Well, and, and the key for me tonight is the Warriors played. They and We talked about this, too, on the pregame. The Warriors lately haven't exactly played these games like they look like they matter. Now, I think part of that was fatigue. I think part of it maybe was they got jumped in a couple of games by a by a hungrier opponent, but you can wipe all of that away tonight. The Warriors played this game like they had an opportunity to end the Pelicans. Like, it, it had a little bit of that vibe. I want to get carried away with it, but it had a little bit of that vibe of, you know, Steph and Draymond in a playoff series where a team thinks that they're about to, to really, you know, make the Warriors sweat it, and the Warriors would come out and, and, and get up 25 on them in a first half. And, and look, those teams that did that with regularity in some of these playoff series to kind of snuff them out, a lot of times in the opposing team's building in the middle of a series, you know, th this team is not that team, but this right. team still had Steph, and this team still has Draymond, and I felt like those two had a little bit of that energy tonight. Like they were going to come out and set the tone and just and just snuff the Pelicans out. It felt almost like not not the game that officially eliminates a team, but but like the game 3 of a series where you go on the road and you're up 2 nothing and if you get up 3-0, it's not completely over, but it's all but over. And I feel like the Warriors put a it's all but over on the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, jugular games, right? When you go for a team's jugular and you don't you don't leave them any life at all and and that's what they did tonight. And and it was interesting, J.D. I mean, we all knew, you know, we could look at the standings. We, you know, we know the Warriors hadn't played well. Even in Houston, they had the good third quarter, but they certainly weren't on their A game. But everybody knew coming into tonight, like, what you could accomplish. And you knew the Pelicans had just, you know, got out of Minnesota, a place the Warriors had just lost last week, and, and, and had an overtime win, Zion and Ball, a couple of big performances. Uh, so they were coming in feeling like, okay, our season's on the line right now, and I, I, I was surprised how flat that they came out tonight, uh, but you give a lot of credit to the Warriors, what they did defensively, and they really got out bothered shooters. I thought they, they, the communication defensively was terrific. They really got out and switched, and, you know, the, the one thing I'm a little concerned about is the fouling. Um, that, you know, that's been a, a recurring theme for the Dubs this year. I mean, they committed way too many fouls tonight, but I just thought in general there was a commitment to, to playing hard on that end of the floor and making the Pelicans work for everything that they got, and Draymond setting the tone on Zion. I mean, he's so hard to defend, J.D. Okay, 
that size, 280 pounds running the point? Like, are you kidding me? Um, and, and getting to the lid with impunity the way that he can. Um, but it was it, the tone was set in this game early by the Warriors defensively. And then, you know, they, it carried the day. And as far as Steph, I mean, come on, man. It, I, you know, I saw the stat. He's averaging, you know, over five threes a game. You, you do the math, what his per-game average is extrapolated over what would be an 82-game season. He would crush his existing record for threes in a season. So that's some MVP caliber stuff from, from Steph Curry this year. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. So, yeah, man, Dre and Steph, you're right, man. It was like old-school playoff mode, and uh, they handled their business tonight for sure. Yeah, and Stephen Curry, his ninth 40-point game of the season with uh, 41 points tonight. Uh, the 47th career 40-point game for Steph, and then Draymond, Draymond, the 29th career triple-double, fifth this season. Mentioned the uh, the, the guys that uh, also uh, have five or more triple-doubles on the season. Russell Westbrook, Nikola Jokic, James Harden, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Damanis Sabonis, LeBron James, Julius Randle, and now Draymond Green. Uh, joins that list of uh, just nine total players with five or more triple doubles on the season, and the Warriors get the win, one twenty-three to one hundred eight. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Your thoughts, reactions to this one? Are the Warriors uh, back on track? It, it appears that they are. Uh, some good news uh, as well on the scoreboard right now. Uh, yeah. As I'm looking at a couple of other games, uh, the the. Grizzlies currently are down 11 to the Knicks with uh, about 11 minutes to go. They were actually down 17 going to the fourth quarter, so the Grizzlies have scored the first six of the fourth quarter to make it an 11-point game in that first minute. Uh, but the Warriors currently tied with the Grizzlies. If the Knicks can, can hold on and win that game in Memphis tonight, the Warriors would be uh, into the eighth spot, a half game up. Uh, the Blazers did lose in Atlanta, although the seventh seed is still kind of a pipe dream. We'll, we'll leave that off to the side. And the Spurs are playing in Salt Lake City tonight, and they're down 10 with five minutes to go before halftime to the Jazz. So the Warriors uh, in good shape. They're a game up on the Spurs currently. That could go to a game and a half. They're tied with the Grizzlies right now. They could actually move a half game ahead of the Grizzlies if the Grizzlies lose. They'd be even in the loss column. And, of course, two weeks from yesterday, the Warriors will, will take on the Grizzlies in the final game of this 2020-21 season inside Chase Center. So good news tonight uh, on the out-of-town scoreboard for the Warriors. Yeah, no question. And, look, it, what the Warriors can do to best help their cause, just keep winning games, right? You, you know, dust off the Pelicans again tomorrow. You, get, you know, got the Thunder coming up. You got that homestand to, to wrap up the season. Plenty of winnable games. And, sure, you got the Suns and the Jazz still out there. But, hey, look, not, you're not supposed to have layup games, you know, the final eight running into the postseason anyway. So uh, I think that's actually good for this team, provided they can get healthier to kind of see how they stack up against a couple of those other teams. But, you know, Memphis hasn't been playing their best basketball. The Spurs have been struggling mightily. Hopefully both these games hold up because that would be a real lift for this Warriors team. You know, going into tomorrow night, then it's not just a matter of, well, we already kind of killed off the Pelicans. So, you know, if they get tonight, it doesn't really matter. No, 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 no. Like, if you can be in the eighth seed when your head hits the pillow tonight, wherever they're staying down in the uh, in the French Quarter, all good. Because then you know you control your own destiny at that point. I know there's some games in hand with Memphis. I know maybe Memphis played two less games. But by and large, you're going to play Memphis to end the year anyway. So as long as you're either tied or even down by one going into that game, uh, you control your own fate in that respect as well. So just keep on you know, getting your season going back in the right direction after a little bit of a hiccup there last week. 
keep winning games. Hopefully you start to get healthier as well. We'll get a little news on Ubre uh, here in the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But I think eight seed is a, a real goal for this team because, look, then let's say, what, seventh seed, you play Portland up in Portland. Warriors could play, you know, Warriors could certainly win that game. We've seen Steph go off with, you know, Dame and CJ before, and they almost won up in Portland right before the break. So I, I wouldn't say that that's just a, a runaway win for the Blazers. And then, okay, if you don't get it, no problem. Come on home to the Chase Center, and uh, let's play either San Antonio or Memphis in your house. And, you know, I, I think I would, I would certainly fancy the Warriors to go through in any one of those games, that's for sure. So um, getting that eighth seed, I think, is a massive massive deal for this team to be aiming for right now that needs to be the goal yeah you get yourself the, the two chances and you also hopefully put San Antonio and Memphis on the other side that that's the part you want San Antonio or Memphis to have to come to Chase Center and and you want to have you know those two teams have to you know fight it out as far as having to win two games that that to me is the is the template and then uh you know at that point whether it's Portland or Dallas or maybe even the Lakers it winds up seventh it's it's much less relevant although that's that's the freebie uh, game and, and you're right the Warriors have have proven that they could win in Portland uh you know they came close to it in, in their lone trip uh, back in, in early March and they they have one in Dallas should they have to go to Dallas uh, as they did that uh, back in in early February eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero uh, we'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors Steve Kerr Eric and Milbury hold on the line we'll get to you first coming back on the other side it's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors get the win over the Pelicans, 123-108. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Here's Draymond blasting inside. Layup up and good as he spun from the right to left coming down the paint and reversed it to make it 114.98. Aggressive move by Draymond. He's got a triple-double. Fifth triple-double of the year for Draymond. And he is now got 29 for his illustrious NBA career. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Spectacular night for Draymond Green. 10 points, 13 boards, 15 assists. It's a triple-double. Warriors get the win in New Orleans. Wire-to-wire victory over the Pels, 123-108. to Dubs led this one by as many as 25, so they get their 14th road win on uh, of the season, now 2-1 and one on this four-game road trip, which will conclude against the Pelicans tomorrow. 31 more assists for the Warriors tonight, the 24th time with at least 30 assists. Uh, the Warriors now 21-3 and three when they have 30 assists on the season. 8-8, eight 9-5-7, Let's get to Eric and Milbray. Eric. Uh, you're on Warriors wrap up. What's up, E? Uh, man, no complaints tonight. Just wanted to see how the Warriors would respond to a huge game that both teams needed, specifically the Pelicans. And the Warriors aced uh, this test. Man, they just came out tonight, pummeled them, really didn't let them get up. I know it got closer in the end, but all in all, I got to say, wire to wire, perfect game for the Warriors. Curry obviously doing his thing. Draymond, that's the Draymond I love to see out there. I know. He's been missing in action for most of the season, but when he's uh, locking and doing both ends of the court, that triple-double all-star version of Draymond, the Warriors are nearly unbeatable in Wiggins. That's the consistency they're going to need as a, as, a, as the second option to Curry. And, and the, the bench guys, JTA, love what he's doing, love the hustle and heart that that guy plays with. And if you can get one of these other guys tonight, Poole or Mulder, it was, it was Poole tonight, I think the Warriors are in good position, and hopefully they get Oubre back soon, but – I think this effectively ends New Orleans' run, but the Warriors can't settle because I want them to finish in that eighth seed, and hopefully they get some assistance tonight from the Knicks. And I think the the, the uh, Grizzlies are going to fade here. The Warriors, barring some unforeseen injury to Courage, should lock up that eighth seed. So tonight was the first step, and I think they're they're in great position going forward to uh, get that eighth seed. And uh, what do you think, fellas? I'll take your thoughts on that. I think tomorrow night they're going to do the same thing that Pels and pretty much eliminate them. Thanks for the time. Yeah, appreciate the call. You said this on Saturday. You win the first one, you feel like you got a great shot to win the second one. Maybe the Pelicans don't feel like they've got much to play for. I, I know anytime you're playing the, the same opponent for a second consecutive game, typically if a team gets kind of embarrassed the way the Warriors really put it on the Pelicans for a good portion of this game, they typically get up off the mat and play with much more force. So the Warriors are going to have to – I think try and withstand that maybe early. Uh, but, uh, look, I, I think the Pelicans showed everybody what they really are tonight. I mean, that's kind of who they've been all year. Uh, they're, they're one of those teams that almost has to be left for dead before you, you know, before they win a couple. When nobody's, you know, when everybody stops taking them seriously, then they can win a couple. But then as soon as you start taking them seriously, it's like they show you they're not ready for prime time. 
Yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, they, that's the epitome of inconsistency, right? And, and I mean, how many times, J.D., have you and I been doing a pregame show and we get to our Warriors wager brought to you by BetQL and you're like, well, who do you like tonight? It's like, man, I don't know because you just don't know what Warriors team's going to show up. And I'm sure Pelicans fans feel the same way. Like, they've got some talent, certainly in that front court. I think Steven Adams, uh, it, it, them not having him tonight, I think that was big because his yeah. rebounding and just his, his presence down in the post. And he's played in a lot of big games. I just think he's that calming veteran influence. Because let's face it, Lonzo, he's still a pup, right? Zion, I mean, he's, you know, he's still in his NBA infancy. Uh, what, has he even played 80? Yeah, I don't even think he's played a full season worth of games yet over two years so far. Um, could be wrong about that, but certainly close. And then, you, you know, you think about Ingram, too. Ingram's pretty damn young in his own right. I know he feels like he's been around for a long time, but these guys haven't played in a lot of high-leverage NBA games. And so they just they didn't bring the same level uh, of focus and intent that, you know, a couple of guys that have been to five finals and won three titles brought. So um, Warriors have certainly had their share of inconsistency this year as well. But as I mentioned, they've beaten up on lower-tier opposition pretty much consistently this entire season. Pelicans are, are among that ilk, so... Um, I, I give the Warriors a ton of credit. And, and look, the, the Pelicans no-showed in a game that they had to have. There's just no other way around it. But I think defensively the Warriors get a ton of credit uh, for the effort that they displayed tonight. I'll throw Juan Toscano-Anderson in there as well. thought JTA was a savage coming off of the bench tonight. So um, just it was all hands on deck, man, and you felt it from the opening tip. Yeah, you, you definitely did. Nice game for JTA. Jordan Poole, again, didn't play great, but he did have a, a little stretch where he, he hit a couple of buckets. I mean, 11 points. I mean, the Warriors need, if they can get 10, 11 points from him each game, that's going to be a win, even if it's not the most efficient, even if there's some bad defense attached to it. I, I think tonight in the 17 minutes is, is a passable effort uh, for, for Jordan Poole. I think the Warriors would take that, especially if, if Curry and Draymond and Wiggins are going to be playing at the level that they played at tonight. All three of those guys played really good games tonight, and that's the reason why the Warriors got off to the start that they did and why the Warriors ultimately uh, won the game. Uh, with ease, leading by 25 and, and, and kind of coasting after some tenuous moments late second quarter and middle of the third quarter, uh, the Warriors wind up kind of cruising to the 123-108 to 108 win. Now, mention the Memphis-New York game. Knicks still clinging now to a five-point lead. They were up 17 going to the fourth quarter. Uh, they're up by five now with four and a half minutes to go. The game is a, a real slog uh, in the fourth quarter, two uh, defensive-oriented uh, kind of teams. Uh, we'll see if the Knicks can hold on in Memphis. They've led most of that ball game, uh, and that would certainly help the Warriors as they would move into sole possession of eight. They'd be even in the loss column. Uh, and again, the Knicks up with about four minutes to go, uh, 101 to 96. And the Spurs, rough, rough back-to-back -back for San Antonio. They played overtime last night at home against Philly, wound up losing on a Ben Simmons tip at the buzzer, have to go to freaking Salt Lake City on the second of the back-to-back -to, -back to play at altitude. And uh, they're getting run out in Salt Lake City, 60-43 to 43 at halftime. Uh, the Jazz putting it on the Spurs. So the Warriors already uh, a game up on San Antonio. It could be a game and a half unless there's a major comeback, which probably ain't happening tonight for the Spurs.
Yeah, and that's great news. And and I think, you know, look, you never wanted to count out the Spurs, right? The Greg Popovich-led team, and, and I get that. And they've, I know they've had some injury troubles this year, too. But, I mean, I, I think when you look at the West, you know, we never looked at the Spurs as a team that would be a threat. And, and, and those are the kind of teams that the Golden State Warriors need to make a habit out of beating. And I, I was I was kind of waiting for the Spurs to fade at some point. And, and it was more a product of maybe the Warriors not closing out some games that they should have earlier in the year. Otherwise, they would have... You know, I ostensibly left the Spurs in the dust, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, but alas, this is where they're at. And, you know, the Spurs have, have, have done their part the last couple of weeks really playing not great basketball. I know they've had a rough schedule and, and some tough breaks along the way. But um, right now, you get up a game and a half. I mean, we're, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here, J.D. Like, it's, it's, it's closing time. It's winning time. So, um, hopefully, you know, if the Dubs can, can polish off the Pelicans tomorrow. Um, you know, I know they don't play the Spurs again, but they also got the season series in the bag, too. So, any tie scenario goes to the Dubs there as well so that's good because you know now you're we can start to think about you know what's worst case scenario and I guess you know I, I know we still got a little ways to go but we, we'll get to a point if the Warriors win some more games here where worst case scenario is you're doing the first playing game at the Chase Center right and then the, the next worst case scenario is well you're playing the eight game up in uh, yeah, as the eight seed you're playing up in Portland so there's a couple of pegs that they can still climb and right now they, they've moved up a notch um, hopefully they can move up another one and secure that eight seed and uh and, you know, go get two cracks to uh, to get into a postseason series. I think that should be the goal, and I think it's certainly attainable based on their schedule. Well, let's hear from Steve Kerr uh, following this ball game as the Warriors get the win, 123-108. to uh, Steve Kerr talking about a number of different things in the postgame Zoom room, including Draymond Green's defensive night. Draymond is just incredible. He's such an amazing defender. It's hard to describe, actually, because there's there's so much nuance to it, but... If you look past the nuance and you just look at the verticality, the strength to be able to, to you know, stay in front of Zion you know, without fouling, take away his angles, defend in the paint with verticality without, without committing fouls, that's, uh, that's really hard to do. Zion just goes through people. And Draymond is so strong, uh, he was able to, to hold his ground and, and force some tough shots. I, just, I thought Draymond was tremendous. Yeah, exceptional night, tone-setting night, both ends. But but the job in particular, I mean, not having Zion Williamson just go hog wild on the Warriors tonight, you know, making him work. Still wound up with uh, 32 points in this ball game tonight, but he had to work for it. You know, 24 shots, 12 of 24. It wasn't like every lob was right there. Uh, you know, they they forced him to the free throw line where he wound up making eight of 11. But uh, the Warriors made Zion Williamson work for his points tonight, and 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 really made it difficult on him early in the game. They didn't let him get into a rhythm, and the Pelicans were turning the ball over. And and that just allowed the Warriors to, you know, defense turned into offense and offense turned out into defense. And, and before you knew it, they were up 39 to 21 at the end of that first quarter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Zion got off to a slow start Then he got going a bit as a guy like him will do. But I think he only had three points in the third quarter. And uh, and I, I thought that was big, you know, just keeping him at bay. And, you know, ultimately it, when when the Pels had closed in a couple of times, I know, you know, when Lonzo hit that three before the half, you're thinking, uh oh, like, is this, you know, the the uh, the first half ending on kind of a, a downer and are they going to get back in it? Um, and every time that uh, they made a little run, the Warriors, you know, really had a response and, and it was was predicated, of course, on them getting stops. And I'm, I'm glad Kerr, you know, mentioned, uh, you know, what Draymond was doing on Zion. And boy, there was that moment, uh, you know, in the uh, in the fourth when the Warriors uh, were, were up eight and, and Johnson goes to the bucket, knees Draymond. I mean, that was just a terrible call, by the way, the 
the count the bucket and the offensive foul? Like, what the hell is that? And and I know Draymond was was mad about it. I thought Kerr should have challenged it, but you know what? I mean, it is what it is. They they ended up uh, getting the lead back. Or excuse me, they ended up expanding the lead pretty quickly there anyway. But I don't know what Justin Van Noy was thinking there. I mean, if he knees him on the way up, then obviously. Like, the ball hasn't been shot yet. And it wasn't even – I know when you watch it in slow motion, J.D., it's kind of like, okay, well, in real time it could go a little faster and it's a little harder to call. But it just seemed like a real obvious call. If you're going to call the offensive foul, it's an offensive foul. The basket should not count. And I understand by the letter of the law, if the ball had already gone in and then a foul's committed, okay. But it's either, to me, it's an offensive foul or it's a, and you wave the bucket off or it's a bucket and you keep it moving. Yeah, we're talking about Andrew Wiggins as well tonight as, as the Warriors uh, get this win. And a nice night from Andrew Wiggins. Uh, let, let's hear from Steve Kerr on, on Wiggins and the, in particular that key stretch early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, big stretch. I don't know what the deficit was for New Orleans, maybe 14 or something going into the fourth, 15. So we needed to score. Obviously, we're trying to get Steph some rest and Draymond some rest. We needed, uh, we needed buckets, and Andrew got three or four big ones just to keep them at bay. So... Great game from Andrew. I thought his defense was tremendous. You know, doing a good job on on uh, Ingram, just uh, giving us the usual nightly sort of day's work. You know that, that Wiggs gives you. He's played every single game. You know, even when he's banged up like he was tonight, he's there for you. Just love coaching Wiggs. Love love having him on this team because he's he's a winner. Like I said, he's just he's just there for you. He's Mr. Consistent. He's there every night. Some high praise there from Steve Kerr. Uh, and, and yeah, Wiggins brought it. And again, I think the, the biggest thing for Wiggins this year has just been his availability and, and being able to play uh, 65 for 65 with, with seven games to go. I mean, you said it earlier, if he doesn't play tonight, what kind of conversation are we having? I mean, I think it would have been a major letdown just for this Warriors team going into the game considering the fact that they hadn't played all that well of late and this was a big game. So just his ability to suck it up, even though he's dealing with some soreness and 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 able to play through it and, and play effectively at a high level. That that's an underrated aspect, I think, of, of Wiggins. You know, he he at times gets questioned like for maybe being a little soft or maybe being you know, not mentally tough. Let me tell you something. If you're able to play in today's day and age every single game of an NBA season, I don't care if it's 65 games or 72 games or 82 games, that's an impressive feat, and it tells you that you do have uh, a lot of mental toughness. So uh, big-time hat tip to Wiggins for, for saying, I'm going, I'm playing tonight, and, and also playing at a high level. Yeah, I mean, he was their number two scorer tonight. Uh, was a plus 13. I thought he played really nice defense. I mean, he got the better of Ingram, too, at the end of the day. I mean, Ingram ends yep. up 5 of 11 for 19 points, minus 16. Wiggins, 10 and 19, Ingram even points, played plus this 13. One? He even played yeah, tonight? I'm, I mean, it was like he didn't you know, want him out there. Yeah, he was pretty invisible for log stretches of this game tonight. But that was, by and large, to what Andrew Wiggins was doing. It was two-way wigs on full display. Like, these are the kind of games that we want to see more consistently from Wiggins. And I'm, talking, I'm not talking about the defense. Like, he's been playing really nice defense all year long, using his length, using his reach, and, and just being committed on that end of the floor. Uh, he's also been very consistent, just, as you said, being in the lineup every night. Like, that's that in itself is a major feat. Like, when Steve Kerr has had so much to deal with this year, penciling in who your starting small forward is, 
practices on a nightly basis isn't an issue. So that in itself is a major thing. But tonight you got the 26 and you had the lift in the fourth quarter when Steph and Draymond were resting where, hey, let's face it, Pelicans could have messed around and got back in the game and, and they didn't do it. And that was large part to be what Andrew Wiggins was doing on both ends of the floor. But that's also when he really started, you know, also got some of his money offensively. When he scored like 10 points there in the opening uh, five or six minutes of the fourth quarter. Like that was huge. Yep. Yeah, it was it was huge, and it just it it was. How many times have we had the discussion about? Oh, hey, Andrew Wiggins, can you turn can you turn some of the seven for thirteens into into ten for eighteens? You know, can you can you do that? And tonight it was ten for nineteen. You know, some of these games where maybe he winds up with eighteen or nineteen. Can you hit three more buckets and turn a nineteen into a twenty six? Can you turn a seven for thirteen where you're barely over fifty percent into a ten for eighteen or a ten for nineteen where you're shooting and make a couple of threes to boot? And tonight he reached that next level. It's kind of similar to the conversation we always have about Draymond Green, where it's hey the difference between scoring eight points instead of two or 10 points instead of two. By the way, uh, just to keep everybody updated on what's going on in Memphis, the Knicks have a 112 to 101 lead. So up 11 now with a minute to go. And John Morant uh, has just gotten ejected from this ball game. couple of calls down the stretch that have frustrated the Grizzlies uh, and they've kind of come unraveled in the final minute. So John Morant heading to the showers with the Knicks up 11 and one minute to go. So, uh, that looks like it's going to hold, and that would put the Warriors in the eighth spot by a half game over the Grizzlies here with seven games to go. Pressure cooker time, baby, and you would hope that this is where the Warriors experience. I know that you know these aren't the, the games that, quote, motivate Draymond, but <laughs> regardless, this is this is springtime. This is big boy basketball, and you know I, I like Memphis. They're a tough team. They're a tough out. They've overachieved, I feel like, this year. And you know you're going to build around John Valanciunas, and you know Brooks has been a nice player for them. Like that's they're going to always be a tough out. But you know the Warriors w with Curry and Dre, like they they've been here and done that. So um, uh, hopefully the Warriors can just continue to you know use their experience to their benefit. And meanwhile, teams like the Grizzlies maybe start to get a little tight down the stretch here. And as you said, come unraveled. Hey, you'll take it as you can get it right now for the dubs. And, and look, the Knicks, they're a team that will frustrate, you, right? I mean, under Tibbs, like, the Knicks have been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA this year, if not the best defensive team. So figured they would make it tough on Memphis. This would be a street fight, and it's been an uh, advantage to the Knicks. Yeah, and a bunch of technical free throws. There have been multiple technical fouls in the last uh, minute or so of this game. Knicks are about to win this game by double digits. They got 15 points in the fourth quarter with a minute to go, and they're still going to win the game. <laughs> Uh, because they, they, I mean, they, gr they absolutely ground. I've had the game on here. They've absolutely yeah, ground it down to a halt. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just nasty. But yeah, it, doing what they've done all year long, and, and the Grizzlies not uh, at least tonight uh, up to the challenge. Let, let's hear from Draymond Green uh, tonight. A brilliant effort from Draymond Green, uh, and uh, he discussed uh, the Warriors tonight uh, executing the game plan going in. I think we did a very good job of executing the game plan. I thought we had some couple turnovers that we, you know, we could take take away, and you know that's a huge part of the game is not turning the ball over and letting you know a young team get out in transition. You know they're very dangerous when they're doing that. You know, so we had a couple of them that we could, you know, we could take away. But I thought on some of them, you know, even when we turned the ball over, we got back and was still able to get our defense set. But overall, I thought it was a great job of executing the game plan. Now, you know, we got to come back and do that tomorrow. Yeah, great job. I thought both ways. I thought the Warriors were able to hit uh, some some cuts 
uh, offensively to where they were able to get some layups. I mean, the Pelicans' defense, they looked like a team that wasn't ready to play in the first eight minutes. I mean, it was like a layup line. Anytime the Warriors wanted a lot of that credit to Steph. I know on the ESPN uh, telecast, I had the ESPN telecast on tonight, uh, and you know, Stan Van Gundy was, yeah, Steph's got his, but uh, it's it's everything else. We're giving up layups because we're paying such you know close attention to Steph, and it's screwing everything up. And Stan Van Gundy was going crazy because they basically were were not doing anything that they wanted to do because Steph was going off, and all the gravity that we talk about so often from Steph was leading to just wide open space. I mean, it looked it looked like an NFL. You know, where, where, you know, the 49ers draw up the perfect play and there's play action and there's just a dude running free and it's just easy pitching. I mean, that that's what the Warriors offense looked like a lot in the first quarter tonight. Yeah, Kyle, use checks open by 25 yards down the sideline. Nobody near him, right? I mean, that's you're right. And, you know, it, it started early, though, what they were doing defensively. I mean, the Dubs had, I think, three steals inside of the first three minutes of the game. And you thought, oh, okay, like the Warriors brought their defensive cap tonight. And uh, and, and that was, you know, the Pelicans just didn't match that. And, you know, that's what when you get a wire-to-wire win like that, it's, you know, from the opening tip, you're just a better team. What did, I want to get your take on that, though. I want to circle back quickly to, uh, to, to, the, uh, to the offensive foul call on Draymond. First of all, scary moment when he goes down clutching his knee like that. But I just thought that's – I mean, I get it. Like, okay, technically if the foul happened after the basket went in, okay. But if somebody's getting fouled like that, I just feel like it's got to either be one or the other. Um, it's like calling – you know, it's like, I don't know, it's like calling flopping in soccer and a foul at the same time. It's like, well, what are we doing here? Isn't it one or the other? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. I, I think it's it's – it's a rough call, but I'm you know me. I'm kind of indifferent on that kind of stuff. Like unless it really winds up costing a game, it was at that point it was like, ah, eh, this game's probably going to be decided. Like it just it it didn't have much of an impact. Uh, I was far more concerned about Draymond, you know, potentially having a, an injury. I mean, he's been able to get up so many times this year. There's been a couple of different points where it, it's looked like, oh boy, that could be that could be tough, or at least you know maybe something that that keeps him out. But but he's got a He's got a pretty good handle, it seems, on on his knees and his body, where he kind of knows how to fall and and knows knows uh, when he's all right versus maybe needs a little bit of time to to, to rest up. So uh, I, I, that was the scariest part, and and sure. James Johnson being a part of that too was another. I thought, well, damn it, if any if anything was going to happen, of course, James James Johnson's kind of a he, <laughs> he's a bad dude. Like he he's a dirty player. He and, is and. I'd, I'd be honest, like like he's the kind of guy where if where if I was you know ever good enough to be an NBA player, we'd be we'd be scrapped. The game would be ending and we'd be scrapping because like I wouldn't <laughs> have any, like I wouldn't have any any uh, uh, you know leeway with a guy like that. Especially like that would have been one where like that play kind of happens and then all of a sudden uh, you're like, whoa, where'd JD come? And like I and just me and James Johnson be on the ground like that. Like that's the, like. <laughs> But he's that kind of he's that kind of yeah. dude, and look, there's you know th- those dude, there's a place for those dudes in the league, uh, no no question. But but yeah, the, the, he's the kind of guy that can that can aggravate and and I think uh, uh, cross the line uh, from time to time. Well, yeah, and, and even after the play, I mean, you know, and the Warriors were more concerned about Draymond, and I don't know, maybe something was said, but you could see him in the TV shot. He was like coming down towards the Warriors bench, and like. You know, he had to be restrained. They didn't make a big deal out of it out of the broadcast, but I noticed it. Like, he was he was jawing away, and I'm sure somebody said something to him, like, you know, there you go again or, you know, whatever. But, yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. And, boy, you just, whoo, that looked like it hurt, man. And, you know, when you saw the replay, you're like, oh, okay. 
he got knocked. It looked like – first it looked like he got kicked, like nailed in the junk, and then I think it was yeah. kind of in like the upper thigh, you know, but that's going to leave a mark, man. Like Draymond's going to be feeling that. And you know what? Like I said, I, I need to recognize, like, uh, you know, it, when Draymond plays well, like game-recognized game, he played his ass off tonight. I know, you know, I get, a lot of people come down my road, oh, you don't like Draymond, you don't respect Draymond, you don't understand Draymond. No, I'm, I'm well-versed in all things Draymond Green, uh, and, and there's a reason why – you know, I, I, the Warriors don't win those titles without Draymond. He's a unique player. He brings so much to the table. The way that Curry and Kerr talk about him, not to mention the other guys on the team, that's you know that's all I need to know about where he stacks up in that locker room and how much his contributions are appreciated. Um, but nights like tonight are just a, a real reminder to everybody that Draymond Green is is a very special player. He's a unique player, and he's just majorly important to what the Warriors are doing uh, defensively and obviously moving the ball offensively. I just wish he'd put the ball on the floor and attack the bucket just a little bit more because teams leave him wide open all freaking night. Yeah, they do. And tonight he, he you know, took it and, and dunked it uh, uh, one time. And I, you're right. I think there's a couple of those uh, a game for Draymond if he really wants to get at it uh, and attack it. Uh, 8 at 8, 9, 5, 7, 9, 5, 7, 0. Uh, let's hear one more from Draymond Green. We've also got some Steph Curry. We, we can then pause. We can flip it over to final word. I know we got Chris Biederman's going to join us uh, to talk some 49ers at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, but we still have some Steph Curry sound. It is a final in Memphis. Uh, as well, 118 to 104 is the final in favor of the Knicks. So the Warriors, uh, with their win tonight, uh, they move into the eighth spot uh, with the Grizzlies' loss. So the Warriors now 33 and 32. Uh, the Grizzlies dip to 32 and 32. So the Warriors a half game up. They're even in the loss column, and uh, now the Warriors have played just one more game than the Grizzlies uh, with with seven to go for the Dubs, eight to go for Memphis. So right now it would be the Warriors and the Blazers in Portland if the season ended today and the Warriors would get two shots to win the one game. Final final Draymond cut uh, here for this segment. Uh, it, let, let, he talked about Andrew Wiggins and, and the importance of Wiggs uh, stepping up. It was very important. I actually said to him before we left the huddle, hey, man, take over the game right now. You know, because I knew, you know, if, if, if we're able to, just hold on to the lead right there. You know, the game's kind of over for that stretch. And, uh, you know, he, he went out there, attacked, got every shot that he wanted, didn't settle. And it was great to watch. And, you know, everybody else fell in line, did their part, and we were able to hold that lead for that time. Yeah, big, 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 big minutes. Look at Draymond telling Andrew Wiggins to go get some at that, at that, <laughs> point, at that point in time. We've been saying it all year, man. I'm glad somebody else said it. <laughs> it yeah, only man, took till like, game 65. <laughs> hey, better late than never, baby. And, and look, it's it, nobody remembers how you start, JD. It's how you finish. And uh, this is obviously the most important time of the year. And you know, this just kind of occurred to me when you laid the Warriors' record out too. And I, I know we're gonna break, but I just got a quick thought on this. Um, you know. Right now, Warriors are a game back over 500, right? And I feel like we've been down this road. So you want to know what's at stake tomorrow? You can kill off the Pelicans. And, and damn it, could you get a couple games over 500, please? Like, you don't have to be magnetically sealed to the 500 mark this year, right? You don't have to be glued to it. So get a little separate. Kill, kill off, uh, kill off the, uh, the Pelicans tomorrow night. And get two games over 500, which I don't think they've been in, you know, several weeks, obviously. So that's that's what you're playing for tomorrow. Quit being back to 500. You get a, you, you inch over it. Don't fall back to 500. Get two games over. Get a little breathing room, and let's go. All right, he's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. We'll we'll flip flop spots. We'll keep the Warriors conversation going, uh, and we'll start the final word here on the other side. Chris Biederman at nine to talk some 49ers. Warriors get the win, 123 to 108. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.